Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. There's a difference between movement and progress. This is something I heard Sheikh Sajid Umar say in our previous one-on-one -on -one discussion on has da'wah become edutainment. And this is something that was knocking about in my mind for many months. And in today's big discussion, I got a chance to probe his views further on the distinction between one-off lectures and things like this and actual, sustained, genuine transformation. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam wa rasulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Shaykh Sajid. Wa alaikum as salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's very good to see you again, Allahi. Likewise, good to see you. Last time we... Uh, we had a brief one-on-one -on -one discussion. We were talking about uh, your article and some um, words about, uh, for want of a better word, edutainment in the da'wah, uh, the industrialization or the commercialization of da'wah, uh, celebrity fan culture, that kind of, uh, celebrity sheikh culture, that kind of stuff. And um, it was a very interesting discussion, alhamdulillah. A lot of people got involved in comments and so forth. Um, but a natural kind of um, segue uh, appeared for us to have this, this kind of follow-on discussion. Um, you spoke about uh, the, the difference between movement and progress, for example. This was one of the, you know, one of the, the lessons I took, um, that um, there, 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 there is this kind of almost dichotomy between the short-term um, Iman rush Iman boost kind of content, and the more sustainable, transformative, uh, longer term, longer impact da'wah. From knowing to growing. From knowing to growing, Allah Akbar. So, um, I wanted us to discuss today, inshallah, your roadmap, your ideas when it comes to that transformational kind of, uh, kind of da'wah. And, you know, where you think we can, in the UK, in Europe, and, 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 and across the world, what things you believe we can focus on and, and how to actually get that transformation. Barakallahu feekum. Um, firstly, it's a pleasure to be uh, sat with you again um, in this particular uh, program. And um, look, the topic of uh, transformation is synonymous with uh, humanity. Obviously, we are here uh, to make a difference. And um, even in the normal matters of our life, we understand progress through metrics and those metrics have to show evidence uh, that there's actual mm. uh, movement. In the Transformers article I spoke about Newton's second law and we, we, we did a spin on it in the sense that um, if you apply uh, force in the wrong direction you're not going to get the desired effect and that was the whole case of movement but uh, not progressing. You yeah. know a rocking horse moves, uh, it doesn't progress. So this by no uh, means or form, and I did highlight this as well in our last discussion, is belittling. Anything that brings about benefit, even in the form of bringing about an Iman rush. But it was about not creating a dichotomy. It was about keeping the whole as a whole. That even though we have an element that inspires people, but if we detach the concept of inspiration from perspiration, which is... <laughs> which is synonymous with progress. You can be inspired to climb the mountain. It doesn't mean you'll climb it. There has to be perspiration before it. We shouldn't, I'm saying, let's, not, let's, let's keep the whole as a whole. 
We don't want to put down this form of, of da'wah or this form of um, application in terms of helping people. But it should be that. Help them become better. Don't just help them feel good about themselves. To me, I, I see it as a, a kind of uh, spectrum or continuum, right? And it's not the case that any individual's da'wah is going to be in one place full stop. Because even one individual, one person, uh, imagine like a spectrum of maybe impact or time you spend with someone. Right? On one end you'll have the, the more long-term, more sustained mm. kind of tarbiyah that we are able to give someone. And on the extreme end of this would be like for our own children. Mm. Because we see them every day, we have the really long-term, inshallah long-term mm. mm. beneficial impact. And on the other side of the scale, maybe like a one-off lecture you're giving in a country you'll never be in yeah. <laughs> for, the, for the rest of your life. So Yeah, I mean, look, it's, we live in an age of globalization mm. and the internet. So every program has a particular vision that it's built upon and an objective that it's trying to achieve, or at least it should have that. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have a particular talk happening in a particular way in a particular country, but because of the internet, it's viewed in another place. Mm. So uh, these type of inspirations will happen. We are advocates in support of all forms of good. And I reiterate this, we're not trying to put down anyone's efforts. But as we said the last time, the reality will always be that no one person has a monopoly in terms of the progress that you need. Right? Besides the Messenger no one after him has a monopoly. It's not a case about is it allowed to have a favorite or not to have a favorite. That was never part of the discussion. The discussion was have clear objectives. If you're listening to a talk, why are you listening to a talk? If you're reading a book, why are you reading the book? Why this book and not that book? Why this talk and not that talk? And if the answers that you have to these questions do not have a correlation to a progressive mandate, then that's where the issue is. So how do you, how do you form one of those for yourself? Or how can, the, re, how can the, the, the viewers at home go about kind of formulating something like that? Everyone needs to have a thinking day. Mm. I call these cave days, right? You've got to have a thinking day in your life. Caves, why do I call it a cave day? Because our, the history of success, our history of success, mm -hmm. is synonymous with caves. <clears throat> we have a surah in the Qur'an named after a cave. Oh, and that yeah. cave was, was the means of the, the, the progress and protection of the people that sought sanctity in it. Yeah. If we look at the Prophet wasallam, he received revelation in a cave. That's the greatest guidance. If you look at, the, meaning the greatest mm. migration, a migration that is the basis of the preservation of faith. There's a cave that is part and parcel of that mm. We all have to have cave days. We all have to sit down with ourselves and understand who we are and who we're not. Understand what world we want to see the day we die. This is our right, especially as Muslims, as people who were sent to give, not to take, mm. as people who were sent to be worthy contributors to every environment they were in. Our inspiration uh, is Yusuf alayhi salam. And we like that story, right? But it's, it's not just about the story because it's nice to hear stories. It's about the lessons of it. Wherever he was, he was a worthy citizen of uh, that environment. And the Prophet wasallam spoke to us about him highlighting these realities of him. So it is a right given to us by God Almighty, right? That there's a podium of excellence that is God-given. It's your right to ascend it. Mm. You're gonna, you have to decide your strategy to ascend that. So these thinking days are important. That a lot of the times in life, the reason why we're so random, there's a lot of movement and the progress is so little, is because we are moving around aimlessly. There's a lack of vision. 
There's a lot of television, <laughs> but a lack of, of vision. And that's what it is. Television, why are, you know, television creates the hype and then people want to do what they see. We are imitative beings by, by creation, right? Whether we, mm. in, you know, do, do it with intent or not, we tend to imitate things yeah. that are happening around us. We find ourselves having an allegiance to one thing as opposed to another thing based on, uh, based on the media presence that it has. In this day and age, even more. Because you don't, you know, you don't need TV to have a presence. You need a mobile phone, yeah, right? Yeah. This is social media. So you know, everybody's lives are out there. You cannot be a concoction of everybody's life. You've got to go on a journey with yourself. Understand what you are and what you're not. Who you are and who you aren't. And what world do you want to see the day you die? What legacy do you want to leave? How are you going to be remembered? And that's going to take time. I promise you that's the hardest journey. So thinking but day, cave day. Thinking, you need that. You need <coughs> to detach from the social media, from mm. the responsibilities of life. You need to give yourself the right you deserve. When I mentor the youth, I talk to them about project you. That's you. Mm. Cre you know, consider yourself a project. You need to have thinking days, as every project needs. When you uh, put together a project charter, there's a lot of discussion, there's a lot of thought, there's a lot of shura, there's a lot of thinking, there's a lot of tweaking, there's a lot of editing. And also you have a board of directors. I think mm -hmm. each and every one of us needs to have a board of directors. We need to have someone who we trust, who we are happy to call for that Iman boost. Someone who we trust and we are happy to call when we need shura. There's a big decision that we have to make. Why? Because we shouldn't be judge and jury of our own progress as well. Mm -hmm. Conflict of interest <clears throat> is not viable in terms of building solid, sustainable systems. You need to have someone who you trust who will help you with regards to halal and haram. So we need to have our board of directors, we need to have our thinking day, the results of our thinking day, we put it through to our board of directors, good solid shura takes place, and like this, we create for ourselves a DNA map, a program mm. of life. And through that, we will leave our unique footprint on earth, and that will then dictate what progress means in our life. Because progress is not a one size fits all kind of concept, or one brush paints all kind of concept. What is progress for me? might not be progress for you, might be progress for another group mm. of people. It's a relative concept. The thinking day and us understanding our unique nature given to us by Allah can help us. And I think this is a viable answer to your question. This, this is for an individual, but you could scale up for a family, for example, uh, a teacher with his absolutely. students. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and and the, the, absolutely. The, those he or she mentors. Yes, and that's why I'm saying... And societies. That have, and, and all this proves the earlier point that no one has a monopoly in terms of your progress. Mm. Because a murabbi has a mandate which is different to another murabbi. The way he, his logistics in executing that which he needs to do to achieve what he wants to achieve will be different to another. Every person who has uh, people of influence under them should have it. They have a sphere of influence. Each and every one of us need to be influential to ourselves before other people are influential to us. That is our right that no one can take away. But when you're roaming around aimlessly, when you're listening to a random da'wah talk, a random lesson, a random, uh, read a random news article, what you basically, and you have, you, you have no criterion behind why you do what you do. Really what you're doing is an end in and of itself and not a means to an end. The modern day university attendee, you know, I've been blessed to uh, lecture many university students and one question I try and ask them regularly is, why are you studying what you study? And 99% <laughs> of the time they don't know why. Because, they might tell you we enjoy it. Because our parents told us to. Well, our parents told us to. <laughs> Some people feel a bit shy. They say we enjoy it. Yeah. I said, what if you stop enjoying it after one year or two years? Which happens. It happens. Yeah. I get many uh, people write to me say, can you please help us with our parents? We want to change yeah. our degree. They're not listening. 
And I tell them, but you know what? You've got to understand it from your parents' perspective because that's two years of your life which has vanished. There's two years of resources which you're not going to get back. Basically, even if you change, you're cutting your losses. You have to appreciate that you're in a loss. A vision protects you from falling into loss or it helps. Mm. It helps. And this is the message that we have going on. Uh, when we talk about edutainment in the Dawah, etc., etc., that somewhere along the line, the vision, I'm not saying it's not there, but it's become camouflaged. It's, you know, it seems to be that there's a lot of movement, a lot of effort going on from organizations, uh, from those that organizations use to further the Dawah agenda. I'm not saying there's uh, mm. people are not sincere, and I highlighted it in the last program, and I reiterate it now, but I'm saying that we need to reflect and say, guys, yeah. all the money spent, all the resources put in, what have we achieved? How do we measure ourselves? What are the metrics of this conference? Mm. What are the metrics of this TV program we recorded? In mm. terms of our purpose for doing it. Yeah. And a lot of organizations that I speak to and say, give me the metrics, they say, we don't have them. And some say, it's difficult to measure them. Okay, what are we doing to jump that curve? Doesn't this require or assume that a person knows or is, is easily kind of um, able to understand the, the the different choices that they have. If um, Imagine, you know, somebody who's uh, realized, okay, that they need to take their relationship with Allah seriously, they want to be transformed, they want to mm. become more practicing. They don't necessarily know what types of visions they can have. No. What does that person do? That person has to stop putting his salvation in the hands of a particular person and mm. understand that there's other teachers out there that are probably more capable. They might not be famous, they might not be uh, electric, if you say, using some of the terminologies of, 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 of our, our, our youth today, but they pack a punch in terms of you realizing your potential. There's so much you can do, only do from a conference stage. But as the scholars say, al-ilmu bit-ta'allum, knowledge is through learning. Mm -hmm. There's a journey between you and where you are in the top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. And greatness is no more at the top of the mountain, it's on the edge of the mountain. That's the reality. Because we're living in an age where there's a lot of people progressing. So we've got to push our boundaries as well as believers in Allah and followers of the final messenger sallallahu alayhi wa So to answer your question, absolutely. What does he need to do? He needs to realize that my salvation is not in one. Get the inspiration from that person and make dua for him. But don't attach your salvation to him. Now you become a follower and yeah. a fan. These are the terminologies that were not part and parcel of this effort when this effort began. Again, we're not saying nobody's noble and sincere in what they're doing, but we're saying there is a reality coming about. Let's talk about it. Let's highlight it. Not for the sake of putting anyone down or bringing anyone up, but for the sake of being diligent to this yeah. sincere course, which is doubt. So this person now, he, okay, he maybe listens to or reads the books of different people and he wants to kind of transform to the next level. What does that person do? Transformation I mean, is structure. Yeah, so right? it depends so he, on. Of course, he, there needs to be a um, a delinea delineation of what the actual possible goals are. That yes, no doubt, and and that's choose. why I spoke about the board of directors. Yeah. You need to go meet someone who's more. I mean, we are interdependent beings. Yeah. We are. Allah has created us as interdependent beings. If you have a board of directors, you have mentors. You have people mm. who can guide you. You can you have people who will help you, just like our parents do. They teach us about life because they've seen it. The life that we are yeah. yet to live, they have experienced. So there's people of experience who can mm -hmm. help you. You go to someone of knowledge and when, uh, they vary in terms of the knowledge that they have and you let them know mm -hmm. the thinking that you're doing, the fruits of your processes, what they think about it, what advice do they have to help you achieve what you can do, right? You, of course you have a, a level mm -hmm. of uh, autonomy in the matter because you could visit another mentor and another mentor, compare notes and then uh, either follow one or either carve out for yourself a unique way, right? But at the end of the day, 
you're doing it as a means to an end. So what you're saying is if you don't have an end in mind, you know, you, know, uh, you, you won't be able to uh, obviously find, uh, the, carve out the route. Yes, you know, I mean, you. look, if you, if you don't know where you're going to, then what do you buy? Do you take your car out that morning? Do you buy a plane ticket? Do you buy a train ticket? Do you apply for visas? If you don't know where you're going, there's so many decisions that you will have answers. There's so many uh, questions that you will have answers to if you know your end. Yeah. What possible ends are there? Imagine if somebody's watching, they're thinking, I want to take my relationship with Allah to the next level. Okay, I'll, I'll get a broad kind of... Um, uh, board of directors and shura from mm. different people. But at the end of the day, I mean, if somebody asks me for shura, you know, what do you think I should do with my life? What are there? What places are there for that person? Yeah, uh, look, we're not trying to create clones. We're not trying yeah. to make everyone the same. What we're saying is, you have your unique potential. Mm -hmm. But our Sharia has tawabit and mutaghirat. We have, we have uh, matters that are stable; they don't change, and we have um, matters that uh, change. Um, you yourself, when you sit down, you think about what are the non what are the matters that there's no compromise in my relationship with Allah, mm -hmm. right? So you're going to have a thinking day about yourself. How is my relationship with Allah? How is my salah? How is my zakah? How is my relationship with the Quran? Okay. And if you find, for example, a deficiency in one of them, that's a clear. There's always a deficiency when you realize your end. So what is the mm -hmm. end? Let's say your end is I want to be able to finish the Quran in 30 days, and now I'm doing it in a year. Mm -hmm. So you got to, you now have to, you, you, the next step would be, why am I finishing it in a year and not in 30 days? I call that uh, a gap analysis. Firstly, a gap analysis where you, 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 you understand your ideal and you look at where you are and you recognize mm -hmm. the gap between where you are and the ideal that you want to achieve. Then the next step is what I call a root cause analysis, right? You start identifying the causes as to why this gap exists between you and your ideal. Uh, you, should, uh, for, you should go to stage three, which is a solutions analysis. And the solutions analysis is you putting into play and into place solutions that will help you close that gap. So let's say, for example, I'm finishing it in a year. Why? Okay. Because I lack motivation to read the Quran. That's why do you lack motivation? That, that's a cause. Yeah, no. yeah. That's, a, that's from your root causes. Why mm -hmm. do you lack motivation? Because I'm not fluent. Okay, that's, a, that's an issue. Because I'm generally, you know, if, uh, I'm, if people don't motivate me, then I, I lose interest. Okay, good. Now you're understanding mm -hmm. yourself better. Mm -hmm. So what do you need to do? All right, I need to take Quran classes. That's a solutions analysis. What do I need to do? I need to find the Quran buddy. <coughs> take praying the Sunnah, for example. Let's say, you know, you, you stuck with the Faraid and you want to build yourself up. You've identified your ideal. You mm -hmm. want to die with a legacy that you were upon this. When you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you want to see this on your scale of good deeds. So this is an ideal. You go through the same process. Then take it out to other uh, matters of stability in, in, in your life, respect of parents. There's rights. Mm -hmm. These are rights that Allah has placed. There's no compromise. If you're a husband, then you, there's rights between you and your wife and vice versa. If you're a parent, right? Uh, and normally what I try and tell people to do is the, in your first sitting, your first cave day, mm -hmm. try and map out every role that you have in your life. So we in, in life, we have roles that fall under one of two categories. Mandatory roles and elective roles. Mandatory roles are those roles that there's no compromise in. Mm -hmm. That role is stuck with you. If you have a child, you are a father. There's no break from this role. You cannot detach or strip that title from, your, from yourself, right? If you get married, you are a husband. And then you have elective roles. Elective roles are roles that you assume and you can uh, detach yourself from them. Like the job that you have, where, they, where, where you volunteer, a hobby mm -hmm. that you take on and so on and so forth, right? After you've identified these roles, identify uh, 
your ideal with regards to those roles. So me as mm. a father, the day I die, what do I, when I look at my life as a father, what do I want to see? As a brother, the day I die, when mm. I look at myself as a brother, what do I want to see? That's your thinking day. Yeah. Right? Now many people don't think, their ambitions are there, but they just never gave it time and attention. And I promise you, people have come out with what we call it, ajaib, meaning with amazing, amazing, amazing ideals. And they've recognized their self-worth in it, that they gave themselves that time and recognized that they're much more than they thought they were, right? And just through that, people realize that, you know what? I'm listening to a bunch of talks and lectures that I shouldn't be listening to. They're not helping me. I'm, I, and I've seen this. People mm. have transformed in and of themselves just from having this cave day. It brought so much perspective. And that's what life is about. It's about perspective. It's easy, you know, if you go to a businessman and you say, you know, why are you doing business? And he says to make money, he hasn't understood purpose, right? Mm. Because making money is a result of what you do, as the professionals in the industry say. Not a reason why you do what you do. If you run a business and you're not making money, then perhaps you're running a charity. You've got to rethink yeah. what you're doing. So you can't say to make money. If you're studying at university, you can't say, I'm, I'm studying medicine because I enjoy it. What happens if you stop enjoying it? You can't say, I'm doing it for money. That is not the reason why you invest mm. years of your life and your energy and your emotion and your development, right? It has to be a bigger reason that this is the world I want to see the day I die and this degree is going to help me achieve that. So you, you, in your thinking there, you have this um, brainstorm of all your roles, mm. mandatory roles and the elective roles. Elective roles, you know, father, Muslim, um, whatever, employee, husband, employee, employer, cousin, um, grandchild, yeah. grandfather. There's so all many of those roles things, we have. You identify the ideals. You have a whole maybe um, wall. Yeah, and, and, and of course your, you will have a wall. Yeah, you will. And when <clears> we say ideals, I mean your ideal. Yeah. What, else, what does your idea mean? When you look at it, you're proud that that's you. And these should be kind of realistically achievable? or That's the next step. I mean, never ever, if, you know, if your dreams don't scare you, then they're not worthy dreams, mm -hmm. right? Um, as Muslims, uh, we know Allah is upon all able. We've got to dream big and we've got to act. Mm -hmm. And Barakah is blessings with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I'm not too, I mean, we shouldn't be concerned about the fear factor. Uh, yes, we must be methodical. We must be realistic. We must be pragmatic. But that's the stage after. After you've identified the ideals, we spoke about the three phases. Gap analysis, yeah. root cause analysis, solution, solutions. Once you've done the solutions analysis, now you've got to be pragmatic in terms of how you're going to exercise and execute the solution. You know, set yourself achievable targets. Okay? So let's say a person says, khalas, now oh, uh, he says, that's it. Uh, you know, I, I want to read Quran once every month. I'm doing it once a year. I am going to get myself towards reading uh, between now and the next three months half a juz a day. Okay, that's his target. In the next three months, he's going to have a thinking day again, round two. Mm -hmm. In the next thinking day, he's going to look at his progress, his key performance indicators, if you like. He's going to look at his performance, and you're going to understand that. Hold on a second here. No, I was not reading uh, half a juice a day. I'm failing in hitting this target. Ask yourself why. So you go mm. through the process again. Maybe I over, uh, I over applied this particular target, given that you know my work, my this, my that, this, this responsibility or that responsibility. Maybe you didn't, but something you didn't expect happened in the process, mm. right? So now what do you do? Make it a quarter. But at least you know, as you're going through life, you're building yourself up. There is progress. Yeah. You know, when I meet you and say. Uh, Salman Bhai, tell me, how's your life? Is it progressing? You're not just saying, yeah, because you feel like it's progressing. 
because you're feeling you good about yourself kind of because of an iman boost you had yeah. there. Your, your paradigms are clear, yeah. and you can really say, you know what, Sheikh Sajid, Alhamdulillah, I feel this khair. It can be better, but this progress. I'm looking at this and I'm thinking this is very, ironically, this is very corporate and very, you know, uh, which is a good thing mm. is in terms of um, getting all of these, all of these um, skills that are used to kind of um, run companies and make mm. money and these types of things. It's, uh, it, it's not, I wouldn't say it's skills, I'd say it's common sense. Mm-hmm. And as I said, when I spoke about cave days, we spoke about three caves that are part of our Islamic history. Um, I think the reason why you feel there's a corporate element to it is only because that entity made this type of progress famous, made this mm. type of the concept of metrics and accountability famous. That's it. But from an Islamic perspective, holding yourself accountable, yeah. it came with the word Iqra, the first generation that were bred by the master of all teachers, Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa He taught them that thus Umar confidently says, take account of yourself before it's taken account of you. What does he mean? Mm. Right? I believe that if we progress in our life, our salah will become better. Our dua will become better. You now know what to make dua for. Many of us don't even know what to make dua for. Yeah. We think we know, but we don't know. But if you know the end that you want to achieve and you're working in it and you understand your challenges and you understand you know, uh, your abilities and lack of abilities, you've now, you've now brought into your dua things which you were supposed to bring into it, but you just didn't know you, you needed to make. Right? Your salah, you're going to appreciate it more because you're going to understand its relevance in terms of you and your progress and what you want to achieve. So the concept of the concept shared, it's been made famous by an entity, yeah. correct? And that's why perhaps that, that underlying feeling comes about. But in reality, it comes from the oh. Quran. You know, I've been blessed to teach a course with Al-Qawthar Institute, Surat Al-Kahf, the mm. methodology of imp- revival and empowerment. If you open the text, it's, it's, it's got 13 modules of revival and empowerment. You'd think this seems to be some, because that it's you know the corporate industry or self-development yeah. industry, they just made it famous. Yeah. But what we've done is looked at Surah Al-Kahf and produced a module that you would probably only read in a self-development uh, yeah. book, but it's from the Quran. If only we look deeper, if only we tried a little bit more, if only we stopped being superficial in terms of our Iman, in terms mm-hmm. of our Islam, right? We stopped it being a show and we put more, some ikhlas into it. You'll actually see that everything that we need is in our minds, because Allah gave us that mind, and in the final testament, the Quran, because Allah revealed it and there's no contradiction between it and our mind, and in the message of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which again has no contradiction with the, these other two sources that I mentioned. That's a, a good point to end there, Alhamdulillah. You've just given uh, us a, a sneak peek into, inshallah, probably our next topic of inshallah. conversation, this this uh, this course in Surah Al-Kahf. I hope we can, um, you know, that sounds very interesting. I hope we can get something uh, from that or about that on Islam 21C uh, soon. Inshallah. As well, inshallah. inshallah. Uh, as uh, great as always speaking to you. Jazakum the pleasure is mine. Barakallahu And uh, uh, I look forward to seeing you in the future, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. I hope you benefited as much as I did from that conversation, particularly the practical ways in how to set a plan for yourself for genuine long-term transformation. I'm off now to do my own solutions, root cause analysis, gap analysis, all that kind of stuff, alhamdulillah. And I hope you'll join me. As always, thanks for watching, reflecting and sharing. Assalamu alaikum.